grab hold of the sheep's fleece and horns and are dragged into the sea themselves. Panurge picks up an oar, not to save them, but to keep them from climbing back onto the ship. Eloquently, he exhorts them, describing the miseries of this world and the benefits and delights of the next, declaring that the dead are more fortunate than the living. Even so, should they by some chance prefer to go on living among humans, he wishes them a meeting with some whale, like Jonah. The mass drowning accomplished, the good Frère Jean congratulates Panurge, only reproaching him for having paid the merchant beforehand and thus thrown away money. Says Panurge, By God, I got a good fifty thousand francs worth of fun for it. The scene is unreal, impossible. Does it, at least, have a moral? Is Rabelais denouncing the stinginess of the merchants whose punishment should please us? Or does he mean to make us indignant at Panurge's cruelty? Or, as a good anti-clerical, is he mocking the stupidity of the religious clichés Panurge recites? Guess! Every answer is a booby trap. Says Octavio Paz, There is no humour in Homer or Virgil. Ariosto seems to foreshadow it, but not until Cervantes does humour take shape. Humour, he goes on, is the great invention of the modern spirit. A fundamental idea. Humour is not an age-old human practice. It is an invention, bound up with the birth of the novel. Thus humour is not laughter, not mockery, not satire, but a particular species of the comic, which, Buzz says, and this is the key to understanding humour's essence, renders ambiguous everything it touches. People who cannot take pleasure from the spectacle of Panurge letting the sheep merchants drown while he sings them the praises of the hereafter will never understand a thing about the art of the novel. The Realm Where Moral Judgment Is Suspended If I were asked the most common cause of misunderstanding between my readers and me, I would not hesitate. Humour. I had only recently come to France, and I was anything but blasé when a famous professor of medicine asked to meet me because he admired Farewell Waltz, I was most flattered. According to him, my novel was prophetic. In my character, Skreta, a doctor who treats apparently sterile women at a spa by injecting them secretly with his own sperm from a special syringe, I have hit on the great issue of the future. The professor invites me to a conference on artificial insemination. He pulls a sheet of paper from his pocket and reads me the draft of his own presentation. The gift of sperm must be anonymous, free of charge, and, here he looks me in the eye, impelled by a threefold love. Love for an unknown ovum that seeks to accomplish its mission, the donor's love for his own individuality which is to be perpetuated by the donation, and third, love for a couple that is suffering, unfulfilled. Then he looks me in the eye again. Much as he admires my work, he does have one criticism. I did not manage to express powerfully enough the moral beauty of the gift of semen. I defend myself. This is a comic novel. My Dr. Skreta is an oddball. You shouldn't be taking it all so seriously. So, he says, suspicious, your novels aren't meant to be taken seriously? I am baffled, and suddenly I realize there is nothing harder to explain than humour. In the fourth book, there is a storm at sea. 
Everyone is on deck struggling to save the ship. All except Panurge, paralyzed with fear, who just whimpers. His great lamentations go on for pages. When the storm abates, his courage returns, and he bawls all of them out for their laziness. And this is what's odd. Not only does this coward, this liar, this faker provoke no indignation, but it is at the peak of his braggadocio that we love him most. These are the passages wherein Rabelais' book becomes fully and radically a novel, that is, a realm where moral judgment is suspended. Suspending moral judgment is not the immorality of the novel, it is its morality, the morality that stands against the ineradicable human habit of judging instantly, ceaselessly, and everyone, of judging before and in the absence of understanding. From the viewpoint of the novel's